Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Action fanatics, welcome to the 4th of July edition of the Bulletproof Podcast. Chris the Brain and Chad Cruz with you. Happy 4th of July, Chad. And to you, Mr. Brain, I hope to... uh be interrupted several times during this podcast with you firing off Roman candles in your basement. Uh, you know, I, I, I would not do that because, you know, I have a, a firefighter who I know who, who would tell me not to do those. Anything you want to share. No, you should do that. And no, that's nice. Anything you want to share with people that you don't want to see die out there listening, uh, uh, maybe you know, some safety tips for today as you know, cause I'm sure everybody's rushing to listen to this. On the morning of Independence Day, right. <laughs> right? Don't don't throw your fireworks in trash cans. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. That's a simple one, right? Yeah. Uh, don't blow your hands off or your fingers off. Right. Uh, don't let your little kids run off with Roman candles and fire them at each other. Um, you know, it, it's really common sense stuff. Right. Uh, yeah. Fireworks are supposed to be fun. They're not supposed to be. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply deadly and you know you don't want to be that guy who loses two fingers because of a damn bottle rocket no that's that's no reason to lose a finger or two or three or all of them yeah you would have to make up some story to make it sound cooler and it's just right yeah like you were a prisoner somewhere and they cut your you wouldn't talk they kept cutting your fingers off and you still wouldn't talk you're a bad or you're in the uh yakuza the japanese yeah oh yeah Mm mm-hmm yep well, we're not in the Japanese mob, but uh, and that's probably a good thing because I, you know, I don't think they have a life may be good at it for a while, but it never ends well for mobsters of any. No, it never does of any kind. But uh, you live high for a while there. Um, people may be wondering if they listen to the entire episode sixty nine. Uh, where's Chuck Norris? Because we were supposed to have our. Chuck Norris on the website and Chuck Norris here on the podcast, but in classic bulletproof podcast fashion. Yes. Schedules just did not mix and match up and it was not good, well, but we will get to that. 
Yeah, but we were going to have special guest Austin Trunick, who did the Canon Film Guide Volume One and Two so far, working on a third one. He took some time off, some much needed time off. If you've seen the size of this Volume Two that came to, in my mail, I think my mailman's hunchback now from carrying <laughs> that thing. Well, you know he's got to he's got to prepare if he's going to be on the Bulletproof Podcast. He's got to be in the right uh, frame of mind, um, uh, half half in the bag is how I would put it, but. But you don't. That's schedule. how you prepare for the shows, not uh, exactly. how everybody prepares for the show. You don't schedule Chuck Norris podcast. Chuck yeah. Norris shows up when he damn well right. Feels. Exactly. That, yeah. You know that's a good point. So we will get to that with Austin Trunick, again the author of the Canon Film Guide Volume One and Two, and working on three. And I think even though he's on vacation, I think he's still. I think he's doing research for the next book. I don't think well, he ever fun. stops working, which yeah, I, can, I can respect. I can respect that. Yeah, I wish I could write that much. So yeah, so, <laughs> so, you, so I, I wish I wish you'd write that much too. <laughs> then that would mean I wasn't writing that much. But we we all have our cross to bear in this world. But yeah, we will get to that one. But so we thought, all right, what else could we do for a special Independence Day edition of the Bulletproof Podcast? And being the geniuses that we are, <laughs> it kind of, the, the answer presented itself. We're going to talk about Independence Day, Chad. It makes a lot of sense, you know. It, it really does. It would have been a very easy, uh, you know, the the low-hanging fruit from the beginning. But we, we kind of were, were, were thinking outside the box and going with uh, someone we consider to be a massive American patriot with Chuck Norris. Right. And then once that kind of fell through, we, we kind of fell back to the low-hanging fruit of exactly. Independence Day. And again, we don't have, we're not talking Chuck on this pod. We will talk about him in the future. But you can check out our ranked Chuck Norris, the Canon years on bulletproofaction.com right now. As a matter of fact, I'll take a moment to pause. If you want to pause your, no, that's fine. Check it out whenever you can this week today, actually check it out. Click it 10,000 times, please. Right. And you know please. what? We, we didn't get to Chuck on this podcast, but we did get to another megastar and that is Will Smith. That is right. And we have not covered Mr. Will Smith yet. And he's uh, obviously was in the news a bit earlier this year. Uh, for uh, taking care of some business, yeah, defending his wife's honor against Mr. Chris Rock. But uh, this was in happier times for Will Smith when he was not uh, in the center of a controversy. He was just still coming off that fresh Prince glow. Any news is good news in my book. Well, that's true. He he was, you know, you're trending. You're you're doing something right. right. Oh yeah. And speaking of that, you can check us out on Twitter at Bulletproof Pod and, of course, at Bulletproof Action on Instagram and Facebook. But right now we're going to take a quick pause and then we'll come back with our Independence Day discussion. All right. Welcome back to the Bulletproof Podcast. Chris the Brain, Chad Cruz with you. And again, this is our 4th of July special. This is our Independence Day special. And we are talking about the movie <clears throat> Independence Day, which was released on July 3rd, 1996. Uh, and quite the director, Chad Cruz. He's directed quite a bit of uh, some of our favorite movies over the years. He has, and he's got uh, a, quite a bit of... Uh, his filmography is just littered with movies about the end of the world. He loves destroying the world. Yeah, he did, uh, of course, talking about Roland Emmerich, uh, did Universal Soldier. That was really yeah. his first big, bigger movie. Uh, that right. he did and kind of made a name for himself with that. Then I know you love Stargate, which he I did right before this one. Um, and uh, Patriot. Yep. He's done so much. So 
here we are. His first, I mean, this one was really, this cemented him. This movie, yeah. made, he was a made man after this film. Um, and it all starts on July the 2nd, and we're in outer space. And we see the moon, and we see something huge hovering above, heading our way here on this big blue marble that we call Earth. Um, and then we get to Earth, and we hear a little uh, R.E.M. and probably their most famous song, Chad Cruz. Yeah, the, the the song that I mean, it's the only song of theirs that I could probably name. It's it's the end of the world as we know it, and it it the, the scene's interesting because you know they're at this massive radio station with a huge. Uh, uh, satellite outside and, and all these eyes in the sky looking towards space. Um, but the, the damn ship is pretty close before they ever see it, right. which I'm assuming there's some sort of cloaking device, I guess that's the that easiest way to sense. put it. That but how does it get so close without noticing it? Yeah. You would think, yeah, you know, that, like that's what all those like NASA dudes, that's what else do they have to do all day? I know. Except- I don't know stare at the moon and the right. stars and the sky and hope that they're just hoping for something like that to happen. But, uh, it's like a lighthouse for space. It, it really is. So, uh, and then they're getting some sort of radio signal. They think it's, you know, from another world, but well, it is technically because it's yeah. coming from a, a spaceship that's from another world, but the actual location is the moon. So it's like, Oh Ooh. crap. We better, uh, Let's call somebody in charge of something. And that's where we get a great man, General William Gray, played by the great Robert Loja. Loja. And uh, which movie do you remember him most from? If I had to say, what is the, the quintessential Robert Loja movie for you? What would it be? It's Scarface. Okay. Or, yep. Or over the top. It would probably be depending on my mood at yes. the time you asked me. Mine would be uh, either Gladiator, okay, or probably Big. Oh yeah, Big. I wasn't yeah. even thinking about that. Yeah, he was good uh, in that one too. But he I mean, the, the piano, two- the tap dancing piano. Oh, what a great scene! And you know, another great scene is the opening for this film. It's got that very uh, Star Wars esque quality to it. As you get like kind of like the ship as it as it moves towards you or moves away from you. I can't remember which. Yeah. But it's really kind of ominous with the music. And Which, the yeah, we kind of saw that scene shot too in Crawl when we talked about Crawl. We did. Where, yes. the, where the Black Fortress was coming. It's a very cool scene. And, and you know, I know that I was in theater seeing this. I don't know if it was opening day, but it was the weekend of July 4th. So, uh, yeah, this this was uh, kind of mind blowing for me as like a 12 year old. Well, yeah, and, and we're going to get into some of the more mind blowing stuff as we go because, yeah, this would definitely be a movie you'd want to see in the theater. Um, so they find out, uh, so general William Gray is talking to one of these, he's an unnamed commanding officer, the dad from wonder years, Dan Loria. Um, <laughs> and they're like, okay, get the secretary of defense on the line. Um, so this first opening minutes, we're just kind of meeting all the principal characters that yeah. we're going to kind of be spending the next two hours with, uh, the first ladies there, uh, played by Mary McDonald, Marilyn Whitmore. She's calling in. She's on the West coast doing first lady stuff. Yep. And she's talking to her president or her husband. And I guess technically her president yeah. as well, because she is an American citizen. President Whitmore played by the one and only Bill Pullman. Yeah. Yeah. He's, you know, I, I know I wrote an article a few years back with, uh, action movie politicians and, and he's always one of everyone's favorites, even though, as the movie kind of opens up, he's not in uh, great standing with the American people um, because he is a former pilot from the Gulf War. 
So, you know, the expectation is he's going to be like this tough president or whatever. And then, you know, oh, no, he's compromising on things. That's so unpresidential. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah. They're like angry about it. So but yeah, the film opens up. We like you said, we meet all these characters and then we meet the president and he's kind of already in hot water with with the American people. Yeah. And he's got his right hand woman telling him all this. Does he ever t- call her Constance Spam? I don't I had no clue. I don't think they ever even refer to her by name. Yeah, that's kind of strange, huh? She's just there. She's just there and she's at his side and it's apparent as we go on that she's been with this man like his entire political career. So Right. I Which, don't know where the connection came, where they first became friends or co- colleagues, but uh, that doesn't really matter for this story. No, it doesn't. So yeah, she's talking about it losing popularity, but that uh, whole unpleasant conversation gets interrupted by a even less pleasant conversation because the secretary of defense calls him, lets him know what's going on. Now we meet David Levinson and his father, Julius, and they're playing chess in the park. Just a nice day as of right now. They don't know anything's going on. It's a, just a beautiful summer day. Chad. Yeah. And you know, we're, we're meeting all these characters and we're also kind of getting little tidbits about them. You know, he's in the park with his dad. He had, he had a, a failed marriage from two years ago and he's kind of like uh you know he's a, a brilliant mathematician and he's like this this uh tech genius but he's a cable repair man so yeah he's kind of underperforming as a, in a career and so we're learning all this shit while he's playing chess but he's also a beautiful you know wonderful tactician when it comes to chess so so david is you know he's he's great and I yeah, love Judd Hirsch as the dad. He's like my favorite character in the whole movie, probably. It is. Yeah, and, you know, it, I was going to say, when was the time Judd Hirsch played a real sad sack character? But this is probably the least sad sack character he ever played. Yeah. He's like yeah. the strong, nagging dad who's like, what the hell? You're becoming a sad sack, son. Get off yeah. your ass and do something. You're smart. Blah, 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 blah. So, yeah. Judd Hirsch is very good in this one. He's a pep talker in this one, you know? He definitely is. He definitely is. So David goes to his job. He's, he has spent his time with his dad. Um, and they're like, oh, these signals are all jacked up. His, his I guess, friend, boss, I don't know who Marty is to him. It's Harvey Firestein. The, <laughs> yeah, he's, the he's quite the inimitable guy. Harvey Firestein. Um, yeah, and he's all frantic because shit is going haywire and no one really knows for sure why yet. Yeah, it's, it's interesting because... Um, as we see later, you know, David, he's like this, uh, network signal guy. He's not a cable repair man, but right. his dad just thinks that's what he does yeah. because that's, yeah, he works because for he could relate. Right. <laughs> right. So, but, but he starts like tracking these signals that are coming from satellites and DVD do, and he starts to learn things, uh, that apparently no one else has learned. I mean, shit, NASA just saw this thing six minutes before, you know, before it entered the atmosphere. Right. So, uh, so he's pretty quick to to kind of like track this signal and where it's coming from. Um, so, you know, thus proving that David is in fact a very smart man. Yeah. And later we find out he did attend MIT. So, you know, what's, they, they... what's MIT. Okay. All right. Okay. Never mind. So we're going to move on since you're stupid. Um, <laughs> we meet Russell speaking of stupid. We yeah. meet Russell and it's basically Randy Quaid playing Randy Quaid. Yes. As only Randy Quaid could play Randy Quaid. Imagine Randy Quaid in a sequel, like current Randy Quaid. Oh. Oh, boy. <laughs> there was that sequel. <laughs> well, was, I know. but Was anyone was... in that from this movie? I never watched. I think I, I have it. it. I, think, I think Toy Man sent it to me. Really? I was thinking about the sequel earlier today, 
I'm sorry. And how unforgettable it was. Uh, it had the 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 guy from Thor, his younger, less attractive. Oh yeah, brother, Liam Hemsworth. He's he is maybe like one of the worst actors of this like uh, new here generation. We here we go. He's worse than Channing Tatum. Oh, and Mark Wahlberg or no? Oh yeah. We're not, we're well, not, Mark oh. Wahlberg, I, he's a previous kind of generation. Okay, yes. I'd say because he's. But if we're talking of all time. I'm thinking like of this new action kind of generation. Yeah. I think he's he's uh, by far one of the worst ones. Okay. And I know you have very strong feelings about that, but Randy Quaid is maybe the worst crop duster. Yeah, and father probably. And father, yeah. He's not very good uh, at either of those jobs. He has three kids. One of them is the, the oldest is Miguel, played by James Duvall. Um, and he's really kind of like, I might have to get, take my siblings and get the hell out of here because right. this guy is not getting any better. All right. Well, so now we've kind of met everybody that we need to meet. At least, well, not everybody. Not not even the main star yet, but that, there's a reason. Time zones, folks. Yeah. So this huge object in space is now breaking off into smaller objects. Uh, Objects, but when we say smaller, that's really relative because yeah, these huge. things are still huge and can like basically block out the sun over the cities. Uh, so and that's where they go. They're they're going all around to all the major cities, just hovering above. So obviously, you can imagine what would happen if uh, a giant spaceship showed up in Columbus tomorrow. Yeah, it'd be shit, wild. be hitting the fan. People be shooting at it. It'd be crazy. Yeah, it'd be it'd be something. So. Yeah. Things are going crazy. Um, radar doesn't work. Things just nothing's working. Nobody knows what's going on. President gets on, does what the president has to do. Basically, try to calm everyone down, even though it's like futile. Like, what the hell are you going to do? But of course, what he says, what he's got to say. Right. Best thing to do right now is just stay calm and stay home because we don't know. You yeah. Know, what do these these what's in in those spaceships? Obviously, there's some sort of beings. Are they friendly? Are they here right. to just you know? eat some hamburgers. I don't, what are they here for? They want to go to a 4th of July cookout. Have they heard the great parties <laughs> that Americans yeah. have? Do they want to blow their fingers off? Do they even have fingers? We don't know this right now. Yeah. What, what, let me ask you brain. What okay. would you do if this happened over your town? Well, there's a good yeah. chance that if I'm, it was here in my basement, I wouldn't yeah. even realize it was happening. <laughs> Just pull the curtains closed. I'd be down here. Well, with the dog, though, I guess I'd have to go outside. But if I, it was you'd probably see it on Twitter or something. It, that's you know? true. Social and my media Twitter would here. probably blow up because Maybe I'd TikToks be, and shit. Uh, I don't TikTok, but yeah, I guess I would. But part of me feels like I would be pretty oblivious to it if, right. if it, depending on what time it hit. Like, yeah. Again, if I was down here watching a uh, movie, uh, like I was earlier when I watched Universal Soldier. Um, another Roland Emmerich film that we've Wonderful. talked about. Uh, so, you know, there's a chance, but I, I think I would do, I think I would just, come, if I knew about it, I'd probably just come to my basement and sit here and watch some Bobby Heenan and be like, and just well, wait, it's about done. I'm a, this is, yeah, this ain't nothing I could do. There's a giant freaking spaceship. Like even if I had a gun, I don't have like a don't tell missiles. People that. Don't I don't tell have missiles. That. Tell I've people got, what? I've got dozens of missiles, so don't even think about okay. going. Well, there. I don't have any missiles. I'm sorry. Maybe shuriken, but I don't think there that's going to go. work. Um, so, yeah. Stay home. Stay calm. Uh, now we find out a little bit of what 
caused Russell's downfall in this world. And now he feels very justified in what's going on in the world because he believes, or he's been telling people for years now, he was yeah. abducted by aliens. Yeah, he's got a good 10-year run of being a, a crazy person uh, already in this movie. And, you know, I, 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 no one believes him, of course. You know, he's he's already a drunkard and he's flying his plane on the wrong side of town. Um, <laughs> so when he's telling people he was abducted by aliens, I mean, why would you believe this guy? Right, exactly. I, I don't think even his own kids believe him. No, right? I don't think they do. And, you know, it, it goes back to... <clears throat> I mean, and that's kind of true to life, at least as far as all those tabloid stories. Yeah. It was always some bumpkin out in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> that who, we know of. That we know of, right? That, well, at least that came forward with this story. Yeah. If it was some, like, the president, he's not going to be like, oh, yeah, by the way. Because maybe he was replaced by one of them. There's probably, you know, thousands of missing persons each year. Well, that, that too. Yeah. If they're abducted, why are they coming back? Well, what if the what bumpkins, if, they just didn't want them. So they sent them back. Right. They're like, okay, this guy is annoying as hell. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, they may have taken real smart ones or great ones or yeah. hot women. Oh yes. That's what I'm saying. Okay. So yeah, we get that. Now we're going to get the last of our major characters because we go out to the West coast and we see Jasmine and captain Stephen Hiller in bed. Mm-hmm. Not they're They're just sleeping. This is if anything happened, <laughs> We didn't get to see that part because this Darn was a, it. more of a family movie. Uh, I think it was PG, PG-13, possibly. I'm assuming it's PG-13. because Yeah, some because of the major violence, yes. Yeah, and um, so Vaporized people. Yeah, that could be somewhat traumatizing to a child. Uh, or maybe not. At least back in 1996, it probably was considered that way. Yeah. Now it's probably in cartoons and I'm not paying right. attention. Right. You know, I never made the, you know, we're talking about uh, Captain Stephen Hiller played by Will Smith and, yes. and his lovely, Vivica uh, a. Fox, uh, his Jasmine. lovely girlfriend, Jasmine, Vivica a. Fox. Uh, they're waking up and uh, he, it's funny because uh, the son walks in and he's like, oh, I'm just out there shooting aliens. And right. they just kind of play it off like nothing. Right. He's, he's plays make believe. That's what he's just some do. kid, right? Right. So, and then you know, Steve Hiller goes outside to get the paper, and there's a massive plane, or like all the neighbors are moving out. Yeah, all everybody's packing up, packing up and going, and he's just like, yeah. Oh, and he's, yeah. Um, and yeah, the the guy, the kid who played his son, I believe, was the same kid who played his little brother or little cousin in uh, yes. Fresh Prince of Bel Air. And you know, I never made the connection about the uh, it's West Coast, so it's a different time zone. Right. I, just, I was just like stereotyping. Okay. I was yeah, like, they slept uh, in. That's horrible. That is. I'm sorry. I'm oh, sorry. Okay. That. Oh. All right. Well, meanwhile, <laughs> we're, we're going to move on from there. Meanwhile, back in New York, David's coworkers, they're like, "Oh, there's a bomb shelter downstairs. That's where we're going." All right. Yeah. I want. I guess you probably. In, I'd say go home, but it's freaking New York. By the time you got home, right? You're dead. You're dead. Uh, so I get Which it. Does now. happen. Right. So. Yeah, but he's like, oh, no, I got to figure out what this all is because I'm David. Uh, so he figures out that the there's a countdown in, in that signal. Yeah. What is it counting down to? He doesn't know that. Um, and he kind of makes the the analogy that they're playing chess with these pieces on the board, but the board being the earth, the globe, and, and all the right. strategic places that they have these ships uh, set. Yeah, most I mean, most countdowns, don't end well, right? You no. think like what New Year's? Remember Eve the like remember the predator count- countdown? Yes, that's not a good sign. But it was in a different language, so who? Mm-hmm. Maybe he was counting. But even right? then, he knew. To your point, 
He's like, okay, I don't know what this is. Right. I don't know how many more numbers we have, but this ain't good. I'm getting the hell out of here. Yeah. Right. And, and like you said, like they're, you know, they're moving their pieces into place, um, for the ultimate, uh, you know, checkmate. Checkmate mother. You better believe it. Okay. So, you know, now we find out. Now we're starting to put the now we know that Constance Spano is David's ex-wife that we know we knew he had an ex-wife we didn't know who it was that's right. who it was and that before uh, the president was the president old David thought maybe uh Mr. Pullman was pulling uh, pulling out of his lady <laughs> little hanky panky how about that hanky <clears throat> yeah the old Marilyn bit, Monroe treatment a little bit more than just uh, yeah co-workers Co-workers well, this, with benefits, if you and know. this was '96 of you know Bill Clinton. Uh, he was riding high. He was living it. No, he wasn't riding high because he didn't inhale it. So, well, he was. But somebody else inhaled it. He was getting yeah. blowjobs, right? At minimum, right, and putting jizz on blue dresses. <laughs> That's what was going on in our world. Simpler, simpler times. Simpler times, man. Simpler times. No, how good we had it, right? Yeah, we really did. I'd like to go back. All right, but but, but you know, David, you know, David's got these uh, these ideas, and I don't think any of them ever, none of them were true, but David did act out and uh, apparently got into little fisticuffs with uh, Whitmore, yeah, pre President Whitmore, pre President. So yeah, if he if he did that now, it would be bad bad news. All right. Well, now that Stephen knows what's going on, he's getting called back into duty. Um, he was on leave, and that's why the two were spending a little time together. It's precious time that they don't normally get. Right. It's nice. So Jasmine now kind of pissed about that, uh, which is understandable. But it's also understandable why he's getting called in because there's giant spacecrafts over major <laughs> metropolitan cities. It's kind of a big deal, huh? Yeah. Um, and she is really. I mean, she. She's quite the survivor in this movie. Yeah. She's resourceful and she has an instinct for as this movie goes on where other people are stupid. She right. seems to be smart. And she, and you know, part of that, she's a single mom, right? Yeah. Taking care of her kid. It's that natural so maternal instinct. She's a strong woman and she's, uh, takes care of herself and of her child. And, and, uh, you know, when the, when the chips are down, like she, she really kind of, goes above and beyond what anyone would have expected from just kind of like a a person, you know, like any person, like normally like the heroes of a movie like this is like, Oh, it's some Navy seal or something. Right. But no, like the heroes of this film, she saves a lot of lives. You know what I mean? Like she, she's just a normal woman. So. Yeah. And that's what in these types, that's where the normal people step up and become the extraordinary. All right, so we've got David and Julius now heading to the White House, and I think anyone who has ever driven with a parent <laughs> can relate to aspects of this trip from New York to Washington, D.C. Um, meanwhile, Russell continues. <laughs> he's going crazy. He gets arrested because, you know, he's like, I told you all, there's aliens. I was right. And they're like, shut the hell up. You're going to jail. Miguel, <laughs> that's where Miguel's like, okay, I probably need to get these two out of here because life isn't going to be good for them. 
And now Steven has made it to his base and we meet another character, his yes. best buddy in the whole world. Captain Jimmy Wilder. Jimmy. Played by the one and only Harry Connick Jr. Did uh, you ever think we'd be talking about Harry Connick Jr. on no. the Bulletproof Podcast? No, I didn't. And to be honest with you, I couldn't remember who that was. Yeah, I, I, I forgot he was him. in it. Yeah, I recognized the guy and uh, I was like, oh, yeah, 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 I remember this dude. But I couldn't remember his name. And I did, but I did remember that I never liked his character. He just seems so stupid. Well, the good like news, you'll, you'll have some good news. For I, that. Know, I know, but he, he's like, you know, the comedic best friend yeah. who's definitely going to die. Like, he had the, he had the best line in the movie though, in my opinion, but we'll get to that also momentarily. Cause we don't have long to talk about Jimmy. We yeah. found out that Jasmine is an exotic dancer. Yeah, I I feel like we should have spent more time on this part of the yeah. story. Yeah, uh, it's just not enough, not enough time. And, and you know what's funny? I mean, Jasmine, right? We just talked about how great of a, a, a person she is, but she goes into work, and there's like no one there, right? Which is a real shame because. And know. was she supposed to go, or since Steve left, where she's like, "Well, I may as well go pick up an extra shift go at the titty bar." A, go get a couple. Uh, couple lap dances in real quick right two for I mean, ones because yeah would steven have been pissed if she's like oh sorry i gotta go to work now now here's here's an honest Here question go. right yes please so, as opposed to your so, dishonest questions you normally right. ask so you know I, I i was in the army former military yes sir uh, thank you for your of, service you're welcome uh if one of my friends was dating a stripper yeah, it would have been all over the base yeah. and that place would have been packed like every night with mm -hmm. all of us, you know, it'd be like uh, Murphy's law or Jack Murphy's ex-wife is a stripper. Well, I guess what she was a stripper when he was his wife. And, and yeah, the guy who hates his fellow cop who hates him is purposely goes there and it's like, hey, he's a good customer. Hey, Murphy. Saw your wife the other night over at Madame Tong's. Nice tits. And then he gets <laughs> punched in the mouth for that comment. Uh, That's one of my favorite scenes from Murphy's Law. Which we may cover that someday here. I think we should. I think, you know, we don't have enough Bronson. You, I like, I'm glad you said it. We don't have any. We're, we're going to get some Bronson in. Let's check the numbers and make sure that we don't have enough. No, if, we, I don't think the numbers we only did do Death well. Wish 3. I think we only yeah. did Death Wish 3. Okay. And then well, obviously well. when we did our canon yeah. countdown, we, we talked some Bronson. But yeah, we, we could definitely circle back to, to the, the great Charles Bronson. Yeah, and I think we could do a, a pod just on like uh, badasses, like, you know, top 10, like a, a countdown of badasses in movies. Oh, yeah, we could. Be I bet you Harry time. Connick Jr. doesn't make the list. No, but you know who might make it? Lee Marvin. Well, yeah, that's pretty obvious. <laughs> President Whitmore. Oh, uh, maybe. Maybe okay. if as a... What was, was his fishing. name in Spaceballs? I can't... It's, I'm drawing a blank right now. Fake Han Solo. <laughs> he was his Lone Schwartz Star. was bigger Lone than Star. the other... Lone Star. There it Lone is. Star. Thank you. His <laughs> Schwartz was bigger than Rick Moranis's. I know Indeed. that much. That's probably true, too. All right, so yeah, so we're with Jasmine. She's talking to her stripper friend Tiffany, who's all she made a sign for the welcome aliens party that's going on on the rooftops of Los Angeles. Yeah, and again, there's that instinct of Jasmine. She's like, you know what? You probably don't want to go to that. 
and Tiffany agrees, you know, okay, yeah, I won't go, but she still ends up going. And you know what? She has, she's like, I got a bad feeling about all these massive spaceships flying over the most <laughs> po- heavily populated cities on earth. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Like you would think, yeah, you know, and that is kind of a good point because let's say this is happening. You would think they could just send like a little ship down. Yeah. Take me to your leader type thing. Right. And then be like, okay, so here's the situation. Uh, we're like up there and we need to come down here for a while and, you know, work it out a little bit more amicably as opposed to just we're here, motherfuckers. Well, you, you could think in real life, David goes to like the president's like, as you can see, all their ships have strategically placed themselves over these cities. I think it's uh, they're up to no good. No shit, Sherlock. Like <laughs> we figured that much out. Buddy. Yeah. But these idiots going to the party haven't figured it out. No, they they're just like, hey, welcome. We're on the roof. How do they get to the rooftop? Who's letting yeah. these, who's, who's in charge of these buildings? Dude, you get in the elevator. I mean, it's pretty easy to get to the roof. I've been oh, on a lot of rooftops. Well, okay. No one else was in rooftops. Jason Gedrick. That's why he didn't do uh, all of Iron Eagle too. Uh, just a trivia note. Okay. So. The, Where the hell were we? <laughs> Yeah, where were we? Oh, yeah, David does get his time with the president and gives him his theory. Um, and that it, basically the main thing he tells him, which is true, that the aliens have used our own satellite signals against us. Right. So they're linking up with all our satellites to get in, causing that interference, but they're using it just fine. Um, no, no, no wonder my cell phone hasn't been working. Okay, this was in 1996. Does your cell phone somehow tied into 1996? Probably actually with you. Never mind. I'm moving on. <laughs> Your laptop is from 1983, I think. So, Don't talk about it. It'll stop. I know. Working. We're probably I've, this. We're going to have a major edit because your thing's about to die. So they do make. They try to make contact. The, you know, that's I, I'm assuming protocol in this situation. If there is yeah. such a protocol, like okay, let's wait. It seems pretty obvious what they want, but let's before we go shooting at them. Let's make sure what's going on here. So they There's attempt some binder to- out there that's got dust on it. They like <laughs> they blow the yeah. dust off a binder. All right, step one, make contact. Right, exactly. It. So they do that, and it doesn't end well at all. Uh, and you know, shit's getting real because they're like, okay, we're evacuating the White House now. We got to get everybody out of here. So they're getting on. They get on the helicopter to get to Air Force One. Uh, First Lady, she's still out in L.A. Let's let's get her the hell out. But things are. St- that's when things start going shit. Things start blowing up, chat, and this is where this movie, I mean, the effects that they did yeah. in this movie, this was groundbreaking at the time, and the stuff still holds up today. You look at that stuff, and it's yeah. gorgeous. Yeah, it's really good. It's it's amazing how uh, some of these incredible uh, science fiction movies or high visual effects movies like Terminator 2 and, and Independence Day, like from the early nineties and mid nineties, they still hold up so well. It's incredible. Yeah. It really is. But, uh, but yeah, the, I mean, the iconic scene of the white house getting blown to smithereens and empire state, uh, building. empire state building and that one stripper girl. And it's just like some awesome scenes and, and scenes that like, when you think of independence day, you think of the white house being blown up. Yeah, that is yeah, and they reuse that footage in uh, one of the Austin Powers. I yeah, believe. they do. They're like, <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> status report, status report. So yeah, you, you know you're good when when you become stock footage. So that's uh, 
that's you know that's basically what really helps sell the movie when you saw that it's like holy crap i gotta go check this thing out because if you're teasing me with that what the hell else are they going to throw at us right um through all this chaos again jasmine dylan and the dog manage to escape they get out of the car and kind of duck into like the little sewer uh i think yeah they go through the sewers don't they yeah it's like a it's like a vault underground vault utility type yeah tunnel some such thing so they get out Again, very good. She gets out just, and uh, boy, the dog, everybody's gone. Everybody's good. And next thing you know, we're now on the next day. It's July 3. Whew, that was a long day. It was a long day. A lot of shit happened on July 2nd. What a day. Indeed. It started peacefully and ended yeah. not so peacefully. Yeah. So now we're at the base that... Uh, Steve is uh, stationed at and his boy Jimmy, and they're at a briefing for the counterattack that they're going to do. Black Knight Squadron is going up. And that's where the line, the line that I always remember, let's kick the tires and light the fires. That's Jimmy's line. That's my favorite line in the movie. That's a good one. I, I think he, does he say, let's kick the tires and light the fires, baby? Uh, he does may he say, say baby? baby as well. I, I would add baby in. All right. You and like George Costanza both would. <laughs> I feel like that's a Dusty Rhodes thing. Or yeah, baby. Let's get the five and the five, baby. Yeah. Oh, that would sound good coming from Dusty. It sure would. Rest in peace. I wish we could have heard him say it. Maybe he did. Maybe Cody heard him say it. Maybe they he watched that did. movie together, father and yeah. son. Yeah, Cody's he's he's what, late thirties? Forty? Yeah. Yeah. No, he's 42? he's thirty. He's later thirties, yeah. He's yeah, he's probably 40. about my age. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, but yeah, Black Knight Squadron, they they they're they're fully equipped to handle a situation. Or so they that, think. That doesn't include aliens. <laughs> right. They they never had a situation where a spacecraft had a protective yeah. shield. Yeah, it's some scary shit. So they try that and then the aliens send out their little fighter pilots and we get some dogfight action and it's clear that, and but those have shields on them too. Yeah. So it's it's abort mission. You shed a tear because Jimmy's out. He's dead. Uh, the base is now under attack, so it's a good thing Steve doesn't make it back there. Um, but he does manage to survive because he's Will Smith and he's the star of the movie. Yeah. Um, and he takes one of the ships down with him. Both of them end up in the desert. Uh, and, yeah, we get our first look at the alien and uh, Will Smith with a classic line in there too, Chad. Yeah. The, the, he, he crashes his ship He's talking shit the whole time. He's like, that's right. That's right. He's like walking over to the alien ship. The cockpit or whatever the alien equivalent of that is opens up. And we see these tentacles just kind of like flailing around because aliens have tentacles. Mm -hmm. And it just kind of lunges at him. And he just socks it right in the kisser. Uh, And he says, welcome to Earth. Which is my favorite line in the movie? Yeah, it's a, it's it's a, as good of a line as the other. But I, I always just remember, "Let's kick the tires and light the fires." I don't know why, I just do. Yeah, and and Will Smith. I, and I didn't even remember it was Harry Connick Jr. who said it. I thought it was right. Will Smith who said it. And then I saw, I'm like, oh no, he said, "Welcome to Earth." So well, there and there's some great like callbacks throughout the movie. You know, him and Jimmy got cigars. You know, yeah, we don't lie to him until the fat lady sings. Like they, they got their whole thing and. They, yeah. And of course it comes back at the end again, but uh, yeah, there's so many cool things in the movie. And, and I think that 
it's, it's Will Smith become a massive star after this because he's so charismatic in the role and he's funny and um, right. Almost to the point you wonder why they, they didn't have a uh, Jimmy and uh, Steve prequel when they <laughs> were just becoming pilot. It would be like a top gun ripoff though. Probably. Yes. Yeah. But <laughs> that's never stopped Hollywood before. No, it, it hasn't. But I, I think that, uh, I don't know. It seemed like at one point in action cinema, you would make a, a big movie and well, yeah, then we just had to have all kinds of disaster movies. Well, yeah, well, you know, Will Smith, he, he crushed it with this movie. This movie did huge numbers. And then he went on to bigger movies and did a bigger movie. Did, he didn't have to like just keep. Right. Like, no, they, exactly. He got too out. big. Like if it, if he was stayed yeah. kind of at the level he was, we may have gotten that prequel. Right. And now, now try to cap it. But then he went to men in black and then he like became the king of summer. Right. And you got cocky, oh, yeah. and then they made Wild Wild West. And Which is great. It's, I enjoyed it, but it obviously did not How perform many, to the level I love that of an movie. Independence Day and Men no. in Black. No. So. And, and and nowadays, you make one, you make a movie, and it does well, and they just uh, squeeze every bit they can out of it, and you make yeah. five sequels, and you <laughs> only do that character for a decade. Mm-hmm. And what kind of actor would ever want Marvel. to do that? Mm-hmm. Uh, Right. Yeah. I Star Wars, Marvel, yep. Disney. Disney. Mm-hmm. Yep. Canon did it, but they did it better. Uh, and yes. they they could also do about five movies in a year. With the same yeah, they filmed stuff. three of them in one year. So, <laughs> yeah, you, you still got to do other things as well. All right. Well, we may have gotten a little victory there where Will Smith got that slug of alien in the whatever its face. But shit's getting worse, Chad. It's just getting worse because NORAD uh, is taken out. NORAD! Oh, Jesus. We need that. I guess. I don't know. Obviously, we don't because they continue on. <laughs> but the vice president was there. All the joint chiefs were there. Not anymore. Uh, and then we find out that Area 51 is a real thing. Oh, my God. Because that no good... Secretary of Defense used to be the head of the CIA and he knew it all along. And that's where this is where the tension really starts between uh, Nismet and, and our president. Uh, because, like, come on, you know, they're kind of both bickering at each other. Why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? But yeah. come on, you knew about Area 51 and these aliens all along. We could have used this information <laughs> at least a few days ago, probably sooner. But <laughs> yeah. All right, well, then we get Will, or I'm sorry, Steve, dragging the alien back. Um, and that's when he kind of, here comes a convoy of, of RVs. What's with Randy Quaid and R? That's an RV. I think it's, I, I think it has to do with uh, comfort and efficiency. Yeah. Why have a vehicle in a house when you can have a house that is right. a vehicle? Right. You can, it makes a lot of sense. Move, it makes moving easy. That's for sure. It's brilliant. Yeah, it's a brilliant move. <laughs> Maybe he's the real smart guy in this, and it's not David. He, he David rides be. a bike. David has a bicycle. Oh, uh, yeah. Because he, <laughs> he's very uh, environmentally conscious. Yes, yeah. he is. Uh, that, that's he another is. thing that was established that we didn't talk about. But we are talking about it now. You know so, what's funny is he's environmentally conscious. Yeah. And, uh, and, and Randy Quaid's around. alcoholically unconscious. 
and he's crop dusting the wrong fields with some sort of pesticide. <laughs> yeah, David, probably the all organic stuff that our David sure. thinks he's eaten, and yes. now it isn't. Take that. Exactly. And who saves the day? Take that, people. hippie. <laughs> Take that. So the president is. and his entourage arrive at Area 51. We get we get to see Major Mitchell, Adam Baldwin. He's big Adam Baldwin fan. Movies. I, I, you know, I kind of am. But I only as like a were. background guy. Right. Or I like him as a background guy. He's perfect in this role. Yeah. This is exactly what you would expect Adam Baldwin to be. Yeah. And he's, he's believable. He, looks the same. he always looks the same. Yeah, he does. Maybe he's also meet uh, Dr. Oaken, who does not look the same as we would be most knowing to see him. No. From his Star Trek, The Next Generation, he's Brent Spiner, who also had a recurring role as kind of a bumpkin type character on Night Court. One of my favorite classic sitcoms i don't remember theme song he was just kind of one of those guys who was there not every time but he he, they would end up in that court for some reason or another right remember when bull was in uh the first episode of the highlander tv series i do not remember that but what a notable guest star that would be if it ever was put to a checklist Oof. we'll see we we better believe we'll see it all right so We find out, oh, yeah, we've got this ship. We've had it for decades. Oh, and want to see the freak show? We've got three aliens that were in the ship that are now just kind of in the, one of those tanks just floating in there. Yeah. Um, pre- President's like, okay, David, why don't you tell them what you figured out and put all these big brains together in the same room and let's try to come up with some kind of solution to this because right now things are looking bleak, Jack Cruz. Yeah, it's not going well, and... You know, uh, and uh, Data, Brent Spiner, tells him, like, most of the stuff we haven't, we didn't learn a lot for a while, but we've learned a lot uh, recently. Past couple days, yeah. Yeah, once ships got closer, things started activating down there. Yeah, things were activating and things were kind of of wild there. So they're starting to learn more and more each day. And then all of a sudden, uh, Will Smith's character brings in this live alien, so they're 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 going into this autopsy room, and shit's getting wild. But before all that happens, we learn uh, at this rate, the aliens will achieve worldwide destruction in the next thirty six hours. That That's doesn't give these time. people much time, Chad Cruz. I know, and you know the countdown begins, and we know one thing about countdowns: they're not good. They're not good, except when they're on BulletproofAction.com, where we're counting down <laughs> Chuck Norris's greatest canon films. Check it out right now, BulletproofAction.com. Oh, Lord. How'd you like that? All right. So That's then, good. yeah, we we get that. We also know, while Steven gets to meet the president, his lady is meeting the first lady. So she survived the Los Angeles situation, but barely. She's not in great shape, but she's still alive. Yes. Jasmine and Dylan meet her. Um, but now we cut back to the alien autopsy that you alluded to. Yes. And that goes terribly wrong. It's um, bad. And, and these aliens, like they, they wrap their tentacles around the throat of our, our doctor, Dr. Oaken, Mr. Spiner, um, and can communicate through him. Yeah. They're like Use uh... him as kind of like he, he's their megaphone. He's a human megaphone. He's like a ventriloquist act. Yo, there you go. Uh, but it's 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 kind of weird because they have like a psychic ability. Yeah. So, but it, it makes sense because you know they don't like speak. They don't have the speech, so they're just like, Wee! 
And, uh, but, but we're understanding what's happening because, uh, Brent Spiner's like, uh, no peace or whatever. No He's peace, like yeah. saying what they want. And I wish Matthias Hughes was here cause he was way better at being an alien. Yeah. But. Well, he was, oh, <laughs> He's the one of the greatest of all. Uh, yeah, no peace. They want the humans dead. And that's when they're like, okay, these motherfuckers are like locusts. They just yeah, come it, in. They chew up what they need, and they don't care, and they move on to the next place. Right, and it starts melting the president's brain or something. So uh, Robert Loggia is like, "Are the is that glass bulletproof?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a sweet scene. That's a good scene. Adam Baldwin's like, "No, sir," and, and they then just they just with... unload on that thing. Oh, it's great. Robert Loggia, that's R for. All right, I'm not going to do that. So <laughs> we get the. Uh, Get the autopsy, the locusts. They're going to nuke these bastards now. Yeah. We're going to nuke them. Yeah, to hell with it, man. While that's going on, Steve's like, okay, this shit's going I got to find my lady. He YouTubed I, how to fly a helicopter. I got to find my lady. He gets in a helicopter. Take, he wasn't supposed to take it, but guy wasn't going to. He tried to stop him, but he's like, yeah. Just because you can fly a fighter jet doesn't mean you can fly a helicopter. That's bullshit. Come on. But perhaps the prequel least, would have shown us that least he had a plausible thing in this entire movie. Oh, Jesus Christ. All right. <laughs> My, Captain Nitpick has joined us for this. Uh, hey, I'm just show. saying. I All right. A lot of things, but I won't accept that. Oh, okay. I, I, I'm happy for you. Um, where was I? Oh yeah, he, should have, he has to. A, he should have put a gun to that guy and was like, oh, yeah, "Find see. me here." Well, he could have done that. Um, Re, I'm rebooking it. So he's going there. I know you love to do that. He go. He's going to go get his lady. Um, but then we get uh, our nuke test, and guess what, Chad? Yeah. Oh God. That don't work either. You know, nukes don't work. That's the ultimate weapon we have around these parts. Right. You know what would have probably worked though. A What's giant that? net. Oh, okay. You know, because the net would have just laid on top of the shield, and I think the weight of it would have just dragged it down. Okay. Because, you know, we, during the, the dog fight, like, he, he just kind of, like, rams the thing into the mountain or whatever. It just kind of, like, collides with the mountain, and it crashes. I feel like if he had just had a parachute, he just, yeah, he drops a parachute on it, right? Somehow the parachute doesn't get caught up in the in the shield. You're right. So maybe a big net, if we had fired, instead of a nuclear weapon, we had fired a net the size of the city of Houston <laughs> on this thing. So yeah. what I'm saying is, uh, Mr. Elon Musk, what I'd like you to do is start creating a net the size. What, what's to say he already hasn't? SpaceX and my net idea together the yeah. ultimate defense for earth and that net could have caught an asteroid too <laughs> that's right armageddon that movie armageddon i would yeah. have just solved it you saw both movies with one net one net dude two birds one net that's excellent you're doing a great job uh where were you when we needed you in the 90s <laughs> i was like i was like 13 yeah you were I know what you were doing. I was just learning you, something. You were hoping that Vivica, they would get more into Jasmine's backstory. She had mm -hmm. her own prequel or spinoff right. series on Cinemax After Dark. Oh, yeah. I'm still waiting for it. Yeah, I'm I bet you are. I'm not taking now. I, I know you would. Our Steve arrives at the base. He gets 
Jasmine Dillon gets the first lady, he didn't realize, but he's going to take her, obviously. <laughs> hey, lady, uh, that wasn't part of my plan. Screw you, lady. Um, no, so he takes her, but she's not she's not much longer for the film, unfortunately, for, for no. the president and his their, their young daughter. Uh, there's just too much internal bleeding, and they just, you know, she got in too late, but what the hell were you going to do? So, yeah. Uh, and you know, as sad as a moment as that is, uh, we did get a great line a few minutes before this where Vivica Fox says, I voted for the other guy. Yes. Which is a good line. It is a good line. And I think that tells you, or you at least hope, that if a situation were to arise where it was that catastrophic, that that kind of shit would just kind of not matter anymore. Yeah, it's like Watchmen. You know, Ozymandias' plan. You read that? I uh, no, I did not. I missed that no. one. We'll go over that later. Oh God, help me! <laughs> How much more time do I have to spend with you? All right. <laughs> so, after that sad moment, what a perfect time to start Act Three, July Four. As a pun, this is now Independence Day. So now you know the movie's called Independence Day. Yeah, we've hit July Fourth. This is this is it. Kenny Loggins said it best. Mm. This is it. And uh, David is. What's that? Was that him? Said that. Yes. Okay. Mean Gene wouldn't lie to me. Um, David is a drunken mess. He's he's pulling a Russell. He's just kind of like, oh shit, we're fucked. He's aliens. He's kind of just and he's trashing the place. And then he sits on that cold floor. Yeah. And his dad doesn't want him to get hemorrhoid. I mean, doesn't want him to catch a cold. (laughs) And that sparks an idea. Mm Hmm. It does cold <laughs> virus. Let's give them a computer virus. How are they going to deal with that? Motherfuckers. But <laughs> speaking of mother, mothership is what we need to get it to. Right, Chad? That's the mothership. Right. I mean, we've learned we've learned uh, a lot about these aliens over the last 20 minutes or so. Of the movie. Yeah, they, they're organic, right? They're like these little creatures, but they 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 live in these uh, freaking robotic tentacle fucking things. But they're not robots. They're organics. So it's like a, it's creepy as shit, but they, they can seriously, you know, if you give them a cold or something, uh, they're not like machines to where it wouldn't hurt them or something like that. So I think the idea, it actually, it helped hold some merit. Now the whole getting to that idea is kind of silly because if he, if he was as drunk as I'm told that he's like, he's like, falling around everywhere and he's chugging out of a bottle and stuff like i wouldn't think that he would come up with a good idea yeah no you didn't uh certainly i mean i know you I think never you come did. up with a good idea you <laughs> think you did when you wrote that dolph lundgren birthday piece that's one of my best writings and, ever. and that's one of your drunkest too from what i understand yes so yes that one you want to see the difference between what david <laughs> comes up with when he's drunk which is saving the fucking world and what happens when Chad gets too drunk? Bulletproofaction.com. Search Happy Birthday Dolph Lundgren. Mm-hmm. You'll probably be quite disappointed in our yeah. possibilities let, if something happens. Let me know in the comments on that one because I'm still waiting to hear all the the positive feedback. If it's negative feedback, just keep it to yourself. Speaking of negative, Secretary negative. of Defense, Nim Nimziki. 
He's oh, a real it? negative Nancy at this point in the film. He's like, We're, oh you can't, we can't do that. We can't do this. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, we got to fire more nukes. Yeah, blah, just blah. shoot a hundred more nukes at him. The first yeah. one didn't work. The other hundred might. So his ass ends up fired, which is good. At, at no point does he ever mention a net. So he's fired. Right. Exactly. Uh, so Steve then like, hey, we need somebody to fly up into space. Because that's been his dream. Fly into yeah. space. Go to the mothership, baby. TBS 605, Saturday night. Not that mothership. I'm talking about the alien mothership. And we're going to put this computer virus in there. And that's going to spread down to the all the other ships and everything. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Steve, wants to, it, yeah, Steve wants to do it, man. Steve wants to do it. It's a good, you know, it's a... It's and a we don't movie. have money options. So it's like, you got no. the job. It's either him or that... Uh, that kid that he's been dragging around. Yeah. So is he, so, he had like a, did he have like a rocket ship at one point? Yeah, he did. But yeah. And his, his feet couldn't reach the pedals or, or well, they use like a hand uh, stick. Thing. See above the, the uh, dashboard. Maybe I don't that's know. true. So yeah. he, he does that. Um, and now, you know, sometimes old school is the best way to do something. That's true. They, they, they pull out the old Morse code and, uh, they start that and they use the Morse code to uh, communicate with all the armies around the world. Like, Hey, this is what we're going to do. Here's the window of opportunity. We're going to have to get this done. Right. Remo, dog, what do you have a problem with? That? Your dog is whining because this podcast is getting so long. Um, yeah. I think that, and that's a good point. Cause you know, like uh, low tech is the way to beat these guys. Right. So like a net would be great. That'd be super low tech. But nobody ever comes up with that plan. So only you keep putting yourself over with that net idea. <laughs> here we go. I mean, just drill it into the damn ground already. Well, here we go with a computer virus that has to go into space oh. and be downloaded to some damn mothership. When you know a, a sixty-mile-wide net would have probably done just as well. You know what? Since I've already made two Dusty Roads references uh, on this podcast. And the thing about Morse, remember Sergeant Craig Pittman? Do you remember that character? I do, I do. You remember his entrance Pitbull. music? No, I don't remember. It was just Morse code. Yes, that's right. That was and so it bad. was it was it was I think it was a Saturday night, and it was probably Shivani, Dusty, and Larry Zabisco on commentary. Yeah. And the uh, you know the, the Morse code, and Larry Zabisco was like, "What is, what does that mean? What is it saying?" And Dusty's like, "I know what it's saying, baby. Did it did 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 it did 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 did." And, and it was just brilliant, brilliant uh, Dusty Rhodes. I loved him on commentary. His WCW commentary was uh, either the best or the worst of all time. Exactly. <laughs> at, it, at, at the same time, sometimes. Yes. That's what the modern day Booker T reminded me of, of Dusty Rhodes. It was just like, he just, he just, just bopped say him something. in the face. Just say something. Just say His anything. Belly. I don't Hit care. him right in the belly welly. Right. So it was good stuff there. Just continuing our Dusty Roads conversation. Right. But um so we talked about low low tech is the way to go here, right? But yes. but but there's an issue because we need fighter jets and we we, we, need, pilots. we need fighter pilots. Right. We got the jets well, to fly some, these damn things. No matter you can have a thousand jets, but if you only have three pilots, that ain't gonna do you any good. That's true. So we get Russell to step up because of course He's a, he's a he's a he was a pilot in Vietnam. That should be another thing we talk about. Yeah, yeah. Prior to his crop dusting career, 
And him, uh him and John McCain, I think, <laughs> maybe so. Maybe so. So uh he steps up, he's because he's dying for this is it, you know, this is his chance for payback. We also learn at this point that David, since he's the one who came up with this whole computer virus gimmick, he's gonna go up with Steve because it's it'd be easier for him to go than try to teach someone yeah. this amazing knowledge that he has. Which I yeah, guess it, makes sense. And again, there's not that many people to teach anyway. Right. And that, I mean, this makes the most sense of all, right? That, that, you know, Steve, who's seen the capabilities of these planes or whatever they are, these ships, and that David knows how to infect this thing, or he thinks he knows. Um, He actually does a marvelous job at it. I couldn't believe how easily it's done. It was almost too easy. It's almost too easy, but uh, yeah. I mean, there's, it's not like Armageddon where it's like you, you would send, the oil rigger where they train the oil riggers how to be astronauts as opposed to training astronauts how to do drilling yeah but yeah it makes a lot of sense so i'll give him a thumbs up for this one uh but before he leaves steve wants to make jasmine an honest woman yeah yeah that's a i don't know if i'd do that but that's well maybe he thought he wasn't coming back so he's like at least he gave her a last happy memory like he did the right thing maybe who knows um so yeah, he gets me. Rance Howard performs the ceremony. The late Rance Howard, Ron Howard's dad. Oh, okay. I was um I didn't know who that was. And a, and a longtime friend of Mr. Michael Worth, who okay. I'm sure is listening. Probably not. But maybe. Big Mike, you never know. Big Mike, thank you if you're listening. Friend of the site. He is a friend of the site. We need to get him back on this show as well. Well, I I'll work so. on that. We could do like a good martial arts countdown of some of some kind. You better believe we could. Yeah. I could count again. The best countdowns are the bulletproof action countdowns. That's true. All right. And then we get the big presidential address. And you said it earlier. What a great, this is a fantastic speech. This is what you would submit. if You wanted to say, here's a great action movie president. Right. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is the inspirational motivational speech that you play, you know, over the speakers to the men before you go out. And, you know, you put your life on the line for them. This is the one that, that, that gets the guys all fired up, ready to, you know, they get that adrenaline going um, and they're ready to die for him essentially. Right. Yeah. Um, and he's not just the kind of guy that, that, that says it right. He's, you know, we learned that he, he gives the whole spiel today is our independence day. He does the whole thing. And then, uh, you know, he, Starts to put his flight suit on like he's ready to go, too. He's not just all talk. An experienced pilot. They need all the pilots they can get. And yeah, he's going to help make Independence Day something that's celebrated all over the world, not just in the good old U.S. of A. And he's like, I'm a combat pilot. By God, how many of those are we got laying around? Not many, bud. Not many. All right. So he's going up. Steve and Dave at this point are a little rough uh, start at the beginning, but they, they get that ship going. Right. You know, the controls are not exactly what. So, yeah, you don't have him having trouble. You had him. Yeah. Was there more trouble that he flew a helicopter or that he flew this spaceship? Uh, helicopter still. Oh, my God. OK, because the spaceship, it's like they just have a piece of duct tape. It's like frontwards, backwards. <laughs> <laughs> he just flips the tape around. Uh, yeah. But had, he had, had a, you know, they had it in reverse. They sure did. He has a little like, you know small growing pains there 
for like yeah. one and a half seconds. And then he's like, all right, now I got it. And he starts to get the handle of it. Yeah. But, a little comic relief there where they back but up. But a, ro- a rotary plane, a, a oh, helicopter a, is different than a jet airplane. I think we we might need to go back and watch some old G.I. Joes <laughs> and make sure. I will, that, damn it. That makes sure Ace didn't hop in a dragonfly or Wild Bill for right. a jet. I'm pretty sure Wild Bill's been in a jet. To be honest, yeah, but he's Wild Bill, you know. He's he's not. Yes, he he's pretty damn good. He's good. You know, Stephen Hiller or whatever his name is. <laughs> right, he's not that. So the flight squadron, they're up, but they got to wait for the virus to be delivered before really anything can happen. And like you said, though, the delivery is like really pretty easy. Yeah, it's like it's like it's uh, uploaded. We're good. I mean, seconds. it took longer to download porn back. I mean, not that I remember yeah. that, but it took yeah. longer to get like a new Terry Hatcher picture to show up on your computer in 1996 right. than than it took for this virus to be delivered. Yeah, and it's it, it's kind of remarkable that uh, he just like, whoop, and we're in. <laughs> it's like the easiest thing in the entire movie, you know. Uh, it. It's almost like they got to this point in the movie. They're like, all right, well, everybody we're running out. Of, we're running out of yeah. time. <laughs> just hit the enter button, and then we're there. Right. Like my computer doesn't even turn on that fast. Right. Like he yeah. opens well, his yeah. laptop, and it's like, hello, David. And yeah. mine, yeah, you have yeah. to get, like you have to like hold the button, in, and you got to wait a while, and then. That's you know, the it, difference it, between MIT and the Ohio State University, right there, folks. <laughs> <laughs> what are you trying to say? Um. You know, or maybe the the student involved was also has something to do with it. That could be it. That's who knows how much you were really putting forth on uh, your studies. I'm not a big computer guy, Bray. I don't know if you know this. I I know, and that's why it's amazing that you had the idea to start a website. Uh, well, I got you involved, yeah, didn't I? Because you thought I knew what the hell I was doing. My powers of persuasion. Okay, perhaps. Uh, so yeah, delivery complete. The Earth's starting to make direct hits. We get a big aerial battle, but that's depleting the uh, arsenal of of the fine people of Earth. Because I don't know what the the alien ships use, but they seem to have unlimited rounds. Yeah, they got those little blue, you know, laser thingies. Yeah, they got lasers, freaking lasers. I mean- I mean, lasers have to be powered in some way. You can't right. just have unlimited lasers, right? Well, maybe they have some sort of. We're just. I don't know. That that may, did they explain that in the sequel? Probably not. Uh, who knows? I don't remember. Remember in GI Joe when they had the little jizz things they shot out? Yeah, G- I shot just wads. saw that movie with the jizz wads. Yeah. I know. I wish I'd see. How was that? It was, that it was even bigger, That's... bigger jizz wads than uh, <laughs> I ever saw in my life because it was on the big screen. The biggest jizzwad I've seen since I watched the uh, Bukaki special on uh, the Spice Channel. So, yeah, we are off the course again, uh, but that's all right because getting home for Steve and Dave was not as easy as uploading the virus. That's where they ran into some trouble. They had to they had to put the the shield over the window so the aliens didn't realize that there were two humans flying that thing. Um, but then that got overridden. Yeah. The aliens are getting pissed now because they are starting to take some, uh, trouble. So they're attacking area 51. Right. And then there's no problems. Area 51. We've got, they're running on missiles. uh, And yeah, here's the biggest problem. 
that primary weapons getting fired up the damn thing that blew up the white house the empire state yeah. building and every place else there that's gonna i mean even though area 51 is how many levels down or feet down did they say 500 feet it was a lot yeah it was a lot but still but there was a lot of people outside there was a lot of people outside to, exactly and, and they were and, trying uh, to get people in constance came up with the idea like what about the people outside so they start pulling them in and then we get a cool like strafing scene where the aliens are strafing the uh the outside of the of the air base or whatever the base and all the shit's blowing up so like oh cool they must have had some extra budget there to blow things up <laughs> yeah yeah let, let's get that last bit of money yeah. squeezed out of that we squeezed could um so when it's all said and done russell ends up being the only one armed and uh you know so old uh president's like let's plow the road let's make plow way for this road. man classic yeah. so they That's do that cool. here it comes russell's making his his a uh, way there but the missile is freaking jammed uh American ingenuity, man. This, these, these damn. Where, where was it made? Do you think? Zenio, Ohio. <laughs> I, I've spent quite a bit of time in Zenio, Ohio. It is. A I shit. did too. I used to work there, and we had uh, a, with the company I had was a, they had a, a government contract. I don't no think shit. we were making missiles. We were doing like Humvee parts. Oh yeah, I knew a guy who worked there. Yeah, we did a lot of that. We did Humvee parts. So. Um, uh, anywho, yeah, they didn't work. So, uh, you know, Russell, uh, as you say, he goes into martyr mode. Yep. Which is because, a, yeah, he'll just take the whole, he'll, he'll deliver the missile personally, which is right what a, what up a their ass, <laughs> right up their ass. So again, the, the hemorrhoid, <laughs> it's back, the hemorrhoid analogy that I accidentally made. Julius was right again. Just you got to give it a pain in the ass and you give it a pain in the ass and your problem will be solved. So, yeah. You, you think about this primary weapon of the, of the aliens. They have got this, uh, this giant, uh, this little dome door yep. that opens up. Yep. But if you had a net that just held that. <laughs> I don't think the net's going to help that Chad. Well, a couple of ratchet straps, maybe some bungee cords ratchet on that thing. Strap, yeah. I'm saying that net that that little thing's not going to open up. Yeah, Put that a couple little of thing. straps on there. Yeah, mm. dude, that thing would have would have jammed shut, <laughs> and then their primary weapon would have been down. The maybe some would've... alien tape. Use use their own technology Ooh, against them. Gorilla glue, dude. <laughs> right. Duct tape. That's right. Yeah, all these are are great possibilities. <laughs> but the ship goes down. Yeah. Either way, you know, Russell flies his. His uh his fighter jet up the uh, blue light screams up yours. Hello boys, I'm back. And what he, else are you gonna say in that situation? Uh, I don't know. Um, that, I mean that's a pretty good line. Um, I don't know if he ad libbed that. I feel like that could just be Randy Quaid like talking to himself. Um. But yeah, he explodes, blows up the whole thing, and the entire ship just blows up for some reason. Um, Why not? I mean, nice and clean. Cleans it. All the loose ends are tied up. All the loose ends are tied up? Except for one. What's that, Chad? Well, up in space, we're still in a bit of a conundrum. <laughs> you better believe we are. We've got we've got Dave and Steve still up there, and they're, they're tied up there uh, with their ship stuck into this some sort of contraption. And, uh, you know, at this point they're, they're starting to get a little worried. You know, they've been up there a while. 
And there's really only one thing left to do. Uh, well, there's two things. One thing is to get anally probed till you die. <laughs> the second thing is to fire a fucking missile at him. Yeah, you got missiles. You're going to go down. Go down the with American the fight. Way. And, but the, it, it ends up helping nuke. because the missile firing kind of loosens them out of whatever they were in. And now they have a short amount of time. And we get a little real Return of the Jedi type moment here. Yeah, where they flew in to because they couldn't, they had to go into the core and shoot it, and then they had to get the hell out of there. Yeah, that's a great, great movie, great scene. It is, and then, boom, they had to get out, and basically the same thing, nick of time type situation, perfect timing. They get out just before that hatch is about to close up. Yeah, you get that triangle hatch. You're like, why is this a triangle? That's inefficient, and then you understand because of the shape of the ship, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Triangle hatches, not the, the most efficient hatch. type of hatch. No. All right. Write that down. All right, I will. All right. So that's the goodbye to the mothership. The world has been saved. Everything's great. Well, not everything. I mean, there's a hell of a lot of rebuilding. I'm assuming we're gonna have to do because major cities got destroyed. Yeah. We never get that that part. That's that's the one thing I did like about. Uh, was that Spider-Man, the first Spider-Man where they like, after the Avengers basically fucked up the whole town. Yeah. And, you know, they kind of played into that. I, I did enjoy that part of Spider-Man. I didn't see that one. Well, you're, that, you need to. The Spider-Mans are very good. I know. And I'm, you Since know, we I'm shit so... on Marvel earlier. I, I will give right. them their props where they deserve and, it. And I love, uh, kind of what phase one or whatever of Marvel and, okay. And uh, it was really that first Thanos movie that kind of turned me off. And I know people are like, that's the best one. Yeah, I've never seen any of those. It. I've watched the very first one and I'm like, okay, there's a million characters. It's too much shit. Too much. Uh, not a single net was used in the whole right, here we go. And I'm just done with it. Right? Yeah, I'm done with this net talk. All right. Uh, so, yeah, you got any you want to talk about the net one more time? Your final thoughts on Independence Day? Yeah, final thoughts. Like it, it, very fun movie. It's it still holds up well with the visual effects. And there's a million characters in the movie and they all kind of like, you know, combine to save the world at the end in a way. And uh, you get to your, your big, super happy ending, even though 80 percent of the world's population is probably dead. <laughs> But at least, you know, Will Smith's making out with Vivica Fox, whatever. Right. Uh, They'll so repopulate it, the world. There you go. So uh, it's a really fun movie, and it's kind of a sign of the of the times in a way. Uh, kind of that mid-90s extravagance in that summertime blockbuster. Oh, yeah. It's super fun. And, it, you know, what do you expect? Like, it's a – I think a lot of movies tried to be Independence Day afterwards. Oh, and yeah. Even the sequel is, is pure dog shit, but – um, well, we talked about before Armageddon. Would the Armageddon have been made if not for this? Probably, probably not. not. No, and and it, you know, there's, you know, Armageddon came. There was like other movies. Was it uh, what was the other one that came out at the same time as Armageddon? Oh, jeez. Ah, whatever the hell it's called. Event Horizon, maybe was that? No, one that's the no, ship that's that went one. to hell. Oh no, what, that was I a good can't... movie though. I can't think of it. it. Who gives a shit? But even the but, day after tomorrow, isn't that one? Is that Roland Emmerich that's too? Roland Emmerich, and he made up all kinds of movies. Yeah, that so were like that, he kind of got pigeonholed there for a bit. Like, oh, yeah, you can and destroy whereas, the world. You good? And whereas more. this this movie has great visual effects, and those movies do too as well. But this movie also has uh, excellent characters and 
and the actors are all super charismatic and you know what I mean? Jeff Goldblum is great in it. Will Smith is great in it. I mean, like everybody's kind of, yeah, very likable characters. Yes. And guess how many of them return for the sequel? I don't think any of them. That's a, yeah. I've never seen it again. I do have it sitting in my bin of unopened movies. It's a good place for it. Many of them from our good friend, toy man from his dollar tree excursions. Bill Pullman uh, is in it at some point. Okay. Oh, apparently Jeff Goldblum was as well. How about that? Well, that must be well, very small. Judd Hirsch is in it? Jesus Christ. He was probably the main hero. Wait, Brent Spiner's in it? What the? Vivica Fox? Are, are, you, are you reading the right? Are you reading the... Okay. Yeah. Okay, well... Maybe, maybe it was a flashback. <laughs> Archival footage at the beginning. They all appear. All right. Well, my final thought... I had forgotten how long the movie was, but it's a good movie. Yeah, and yeah, like you said, it's the per- it is what a summer blockbuster was in the '90s, and it did spawn a, a great you know, and, and that's you know when the movie's great because we've talked about it before. The diehards, they yep. come back. There's fifty different thousand variations on that, and there'd be fifty different variations on the world coming to an end. Whether it's aliens, crazy weather, giant asteroid, what have you, huge net. A huge net would have how would a huge net have helped with the weather uh you you designed the net specifically to, to pull moisture out of the air you pulled that one out of your ass is where you pulled that one from it sounded decent though right it sure did not okay we are going to take a quick break and then we're going to wrap things up here on the bulletproof podcast all right we are back here on the bulletproof podcast wrapping things up again Definitely encourage you to check out bulletproofaction.com. I we talked about it earlier, Universal Soldier. It's turning 30 this month, Chad, wow. which makes me feel freaking old because I was in the theater to see that one. Yeah, and you were uh, like 35 when it came no, out. No, I was not. I was not even. Okay. But uh, yeah, I still feel old. So we have uh, 10 things you didn't know about Universal Soldier coming up. I know you've got something special for uh, Batman Dead End coming up later this month. I do, yeah. That's a that's a fun uh, short film, I guess, uh, if you will. But it was to me still uh, before Christian Bale, maybe the best Batman on screen of all time. So yeah, look forward to that. And if uh, you're more of a Marvel guy, Thor: Love and Thunder is coming out here very shortly. I think later this week. So we will cool. have a review of that. I don't. I believe Mr. Ryan Campbell will be checking that out unless. Somebody gets in early, but I, don't, I have not heard anything about that. So that's it. But of course, we have something new each and every day on the site, bulletproofaction.com. And again, our social media at bulletproofpod on Twitter and at bulletproofaction on Instagram and Facebook. Any final words uh, for our, our listeners, Chad? Yeah, you know, I, I really appreciate you guys listening to this point. And, you know, if you are still listening, check out that bulletproofaction.com. New content every day, but probably not as good as happy birthday Dolph. Go ahead and seek that out. Yeah, don't forget it, that. It may be peak, uh, like literature. Yeah. I guess we call it literature. It's, it's, they'll be it's, teaching it. In, it's in words on a page. They'll be teaching it in universities for decades to come. Yeah, they sure will. They sure will. Uh, probably like a drug counseling class or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> something, uh, something. 
But yeah, you can check that out. And every, there's tons. I mean, we we've been doing this for almost eight years. This website. Jesus. So there's there's a lot of archives to go what a through. Waste of time. Go to go to search and put in Dolph. Put in there. There's also the uh yeah the little categories along the side where you can get all your the big time action stars and you all know what we've just. Done. Just type in like random words, like right. Uh, that art, works too. Art. I've done it. I've done it because I'm like, have I ever used Matt. this word in a review before? <laughs> because I like it and I think it needs yeah. to be used, and we we do that. So, check it out again. Boldperfection.com. Thank you, everybody, for listening, and as always, stay tuned for more of the Bulletproof Podcast. listening to the Geekscape Network.